All right, good evening, everyone. I'm happy to speak to us once again tonight uh, on the online Bible study platform. I'm mean, through the online Bible study program, and I pray that just like uh, more than ever before, God will speak to our various hearts in the name of Jesus. I pray that for every listener this evening, the light of God will be shown upon our hearts in the name of Jesus. For every listener this evening, the word of God, the seed of the word of God, will bring forth much fruit in the name of Jesus. And that God will make every of our hearts receptive to the word of God. God will make our hearts a fertile ground for the seed to be able to thrive and bring forth much more, much fruit in the name of Jesus. And for those of us who uh, God has been helping to bear fruit, and as God will also begin to help us to bear fruit as a result of this word, God will purge us so we can bring forth much fruit in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Okay, so uh, very quickly, tonight or this evening, I'll be speaking to us about a topic which says the intentional Christian living or the intentional Christian life. Okay, and um, it's important for us to note that uh, we are in the last days. Okay, and of course, as a child of God, as a Christian, or even as a churchgoer, would have heard from several pastors, from several ministers that we are in the last days, we are in the end of the age and all that. But it's also important for us to understand that uh, accompanying with it is uh, certain characteristic features, certain happenings that if care is not taken, uh, even the so-called believers will be swept off their feet. And that's why the word of God says that Jesus Christ said in his word that, that even the days were not shortened, that even the very elect will be deceived, okay? Uh, so it's very, very important for us to know that uh, we, are on the la- we are in the last days and there are certain happenings that actually comes with the last day. Jesus Christ said that there will be there will be famine, there will be persecution, there will be so many things that actually comes, uh, actually comes with the last days. But then as a child of God, where... Uh, as a child of God, as a Christian who is uh, living in the last day, who is currently alive in the last day, we must take it that we are not deceived by a false prophet. We must take it that we don't allow circumstances, just no matter how tough circumstance might be, we must take it that we are not swept off the faith. You know, just like what Jesus Christ said to Peter, I said, I have prayed for you, okay, lest the enemy sift you from the faith, okay? Because the enemy is going to and for seeking for whom to divorce. So we must be careful. We must be intentional about our Christian life. We're in a season whereby uh, it's not enough for us to be to be virgins. It's not for enough for us to be born again. But we must be watchful. We must be cautious. Okay, if you look at the story or the parable of the ten virgins, okay, in spite of the fact that they were all virgins, they were all born again, they were all consecrated, okay, but we were made to understand that five were foolish while five were wise, okay? And when we talk about uh, wisdom, when we talk about wise wise virgins in terms of those who are wise, Jesus Christ told us in one of his parables that he that heareth the same and doeth the same will be likened unto a wise man. That means we're in an era where it's not enough for you as a child of God to study the word of God or to hear the word of God, but you must take a step further to do that which you are listening to, or that, that which you are being taught through the scriptures, or that you are being taught through whatever teachings 
you you listen to okay because it's by so doing that whatsoever building there is by so doing that your own life will be strong enough to withstand the storm or to withstand whatsoever uh difficult circumstance we are, we are faced with and uh, whether we like it or not we are, in a, we are in a tough season because the enemy knows that he has a short while he knows he has a little while and he's doing everything possible within his means to thwart the focus of devoted Christians and that's why I said uh, we must be intentional about our Christian living we, we must be intentional this is not a time for us to be lackadaisical this is not a time for us to 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 uh, to to, to um, not to put not to uh, this is not a time for us to be careless about what we do. This is not a time for us to be careless about what we watch. This is not a time for us to be careless about what we listen to. This is not a time for us to be careless about the friends we make or the relationship we keep because all of these things can be used against us by the enemy to pull us down. Okay, the enemy is not resting. Okay, the scripture says he moves, he moves or he goes to and fro. From one point to the to another, seeking for whom to devour. John ten verse ten says that the thief cometh not, but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So the enemy or the devil is interested in destroying, in stealing the the, the joy of of Christians, in destroying their future, and in killing them, in ensuring that they don't make that make that eternal home in heaven and that's why it's important for us to it's important i i i, I that's why it's important we, we look at this uh topic critically and i pray that as we look uh, into it uh briefly the lord will bless our hearts and i pray that our faith will be strengthened in the name of jesus okay so uh, we're going to have a test for this uh teaching we'll be taken from acts chapter 5 is a, a little bit long, okay, but I'm going to read it. I'm going to take, go through the uh, process to read it, okay? Take take time to read it because it's important we go through all of these passages and that for us to have a good grasp of the concept of what I'm about to talk, uh, what I'm, I'm about to talk on, okay? And I'm please, I want to plead with us to kindly be patient as we go through these verses, okay? Acts chapter 5, I'm going to start reading from verse 12, okay, downward. Okay, verse 12 says, The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. I'm reading from NIV's version, please. Okay, so no one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by people. Okay, verse 14 says, Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were it. Now this a place is talking about the the, the, the the workings of the Holy Spirit through the apostles, some of the signs and wonders that God wrought through them. Okay, now verse 17 says, Then the high priest, and now as a result of the things they saw, okay, in the life of the apostles, as a result of the, of, of, of the, the workings of the Holy Spirit that they saw at work in the life of the apostles, the high priest and all his associates, okay, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. 
they arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. You know, and I think it's important for me to point out here that whenever God is doing something miraculous or something marvelous or something wonderful through your life, don't think it's everybody that is around you that will be happy about it. There are certain persons that will be jealous of you. There are certain persons that wish that because they, they are not the one go experiencing that thing, because they are not the one in that position, uh, they'll be jealous of you. They'll be envious of you. And as a result, they'll work against you. So, uh, like the scripture says, nothing is new under the sun. So, you, it's important for you to know that it's not every good happenings in your life that everyone in your, around you are happy about, okay? So, the, the, the high priest, the Sadducees, the Sanhedrin, and the associates were jealous about it. And as a result, they went further to arrest them. Verse 18 says they arrested the apostles and put them in the in public jail. Okay, as a result of what God will do in your life, as a result of what God will do to you, you must you must understand that certain oppositions will rise up against you. Paul says that a great and effectual door has been opened unto me, but there are many adversaries. You know, so many of us we cry for breakthrough. So many of us we we we, we pray we, we cry unto God for for enlargement, okay, for increase. But we forget to understand that with those breakthroughs, with those enlargements, with those signs and wonders, with that anointing comes a great burden, comes great oppositions, okay. So uh, and that's why God doesn't have any problem giving us some of the things we ask, but then he's concerned about our capacity, okay, to undo the challenges that comes with those uh, promotions, with those with those breakthroughs, with those and not with that anointing, okay, with those signs and wonders. And that's why it's important for us to understand that it's not enough to ask God for, for, for breakthroughs or for anointing or for signs and wonders or for, for riches. But we must also develop the capacity. We must also ask God for wisdom to be able to manage the challenges that comes with it. Because whether we like it or not, there will be oppositions. Okay, there are certain oppositions that comes with certain levels in life. The higher you rise, the higher the challenges. Okay, the higher you go up in the sky, the higher the altitude, the higher the wind that you are, that you are meant to face, that you come face to face with. So we must understand. So if you grow taller, Okay, if you grow taller or you grow tall and you don't have depth, this like the, 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 the probability of you falling is very high. And that's why for every tall trees, okay, or what qualifies a tree to be tall is their depth. Okay, the height of every tree is proportional to the, its depth because uh by law of nature, okay, or how God designed nature, God understands that the higher you go in life, the higher the opposition, and except you have a great depth, okay, into the ground, okay, uh, it will be impossible for you to withstand the opposition that comes with that great height, okay? So it's important for us to know that as we crave for greater heights, as we crave for breakthroughs, we must also have at the back of our mind that there are challenges that comes with those new dimensions. There are challenges that comes with those greater heights. And for you to be able to handle it, you need depth in God. You need wisdom. You need capacity in God. Okay? You need capacity. The Elijah told that widow, okay, to go and borrow many vessels. Her problem was not the anointing, but her problem was the capacity to manage 
or to explore greatly the anointing that has, that actually is deposited you know in our life the problem is not the anointing god is not the problem but for you to be able to have access to that depth i mean to to that, to that breakthrough to that dimension that god has for you you must develop capacity you must you must develop depth you must grow downward okay before you can move upward because god by not answering some of our prayers is protecting us from some of the harmful or or, 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 or certain calamities that he knows we, we can't undo in, in the future. So sometimes we cry that God is not answering your prayer, but God is considering your current level in terms of depth. God is considering your current level in terms of wisdom. God is considering your current level in terms of capacity. He knows if he allows the oil to overflow, you don't have the capacity to contain it. If he allows the oil to overflow, there will be wastage. There will be wastage. So we need to develop stability. We need to develop capacity. When you look at Moses and the seven elders, okay, we're told that at a point, God told Moses, okay, to call 70 elders so that he could share, give, share upon them a part of the anointing upon his life. And so that when that was done, the seven, all of the 70 elders were prophesying. Okay, they just had just part of what Moses was carrying. One man, and he was calm. Because, you know, that's to tell you the, the capacity Moses have, has, have built okay, in the place of knowing God. So, this just, I mean... We need to understand this because so many times uh, in the last days, so many people are looking for this, are looking for that, looking for breakthrough, looking for money, looking for that. But they, for, they, 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 they refuse to understand that some of these things can actually be a stumbling block. Okay? Success can be a stumbling block. Success can be a reason why so many people fail. Why? Because so many people are, are complacent or maintain the status quo because of the little success they achieve. So we must be careful as regards some of the things we're asking God for. Do you have the capacity to manage it? Okay. If some of those, because with all of those new dimensions comes certain oppositions. Okay. I pray God help us. So let's continue because I'm here to get to where uh, I really, uh, where is a major point of concern this evening, okay, verse 17, verse 18 says, They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go, stand in the temple court, he said, and tell the people all about this new life, okay. Every God, the freedom you have is not for show, but God gave it to you to tell people about. Uh, is marvelous uh, about this new life okay let me quickly rush down because that's not where our major concern is this evening okay at daybreak they entered the temple courts as they had been told and began to teach the people when the high priest and his associates arrived they called together the sanhedrin the full assembly of the elders of israel and sent to the jail for the apostles but on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, We found the jail securely locked, with the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. Then someone came and said, Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts, teaching the people 
At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. Verse 27 says, The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. That's the high priest and I mean the Sanhedrin. Okay. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. How many of you, how many of us now can actually stand boldly to declare this statement that in spite of the challenges, okay, in spite of, I mean, of the oppositions, okay, in spite of the, 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 the negative speakers or the criticism of people against you for standing for the right cause, can make this statement that we must obey God rather than human beings, okay? Uh, they had opportunity to be free, okay? But that f- freedom came with uh, a-, a condition of not standing for the cause of Christ. And they said they don't mind going back to jail, okay? Because they are bent on standing for Christ. Okay, he said, he said Peter and other apostles replied, we must obey God, Rather than human beings. So many people have disobeyed God because of, of, of certain juicy opportunities. So many people have obeyed God because of just a, a position, a prom, the promise of a position that 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 has a better pay. So many people have disobeyed God, have, have outrightly walked in sin or denied God the faith because of certain opportunities, okay, because they want a better life, okay. They said in this place that we must obey God. They didn't say we will, okay, but we must. They didn't say we may, but we must obey God rather than human beings. We must. They saw it as, as a necessity. They saw it as the core of their existence. Paul says that for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. They saw death as profitable for them. Okay? They saw their living as an opportunity for Christ to make himself manifest through them. Because Christ gave himself for them. And the more, the best way for, the, for them to give back, to love Christ in return, was to give him their life. To allow Christ, their life to be a full expression Okay, to, 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 to give full expression to the life of Christ. He said we must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors, now I continue verse 30, raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on the cross. That one says God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey Him. Now, verse 33 says, When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up in the sun entering and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed this and ending, saying, Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to this man. Some time ago, Tidas appeared claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed 
all his followers were dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, verse 38, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You only find yourself fighting against God. Now, let's go back to the statement he made. He said, leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, okay? He says, it will fail. That means that whenever you are involved, when whatever activity or whatever purpose or vision that does not have its origin in God as a child of God, it will fail. So many people have embarked on a journey without God and they hope to end with God. Okay, God will not finish what he didn't start with you. He is the, he is the, he is the, he is the alpha and the omega. He won't be omega over what is never alpha over okay so he said that but if it is if he said for if their purpose or activity is of human origin okay let's take a pause a bit and think that thing that pursuit of yours is it of god or of yourself okay so many people have failed in life today because they are doing everything by themselves all for themselves okay just by themselves for themselves with themselves and that's why they keep failing because they've refused to include God in the equation okay and that's why proverbs chapter 5 talks about acknowledging God in all your ways okay and when that is done it will establish you it will establish the works of your hand okay he said that if this if if for if their purpose or activities of human origin it will fail it will fail it will fail. Any marriage that is not built upon the rock, upon the wisdom of God, it will fail. Any life that is not built upon the rock, of, of which is Jesus Christ, that is not built upon the word of God, it will fail. If you manage your life based on human reasoning, it will fail. So many Christians will fail in the last day because they manage their own life by their own wisdom by themselves. Okay? It will fail. Okay, the foolish, the house that is built upon the sand will fall because that man is likened to a man who just hears but refuses to do what he listens or what he hears. Okay, and as a result, is referred to as a foolish man and will fail. So many people listen or hear the word of God but refuse to apply that which they, they've listened to to their life. Okay, they still run their own life based on their own wisdom. This place is saying that such lives will fail, even though as Christians, okay? So it says, whatever purpose or activity that does not have its origin in God will fail. So if you want to stand the test of time, if you want to survive the last days, if you want to survive the perilous times, you must understand that your life must be run exclusively by the wisdom of God. If you want to stand, if you want to make it to the end. Verse 39 says, but if it is from God, if it is from God, you will not be able to stop this man. That's telling that it does not matter the number of people or positions that are against you. So far you are with God. 
So far you are with God and God is with you. So far you are with God. All those men will fail. They will fall down flat before your faith. Why? Because one with God is with is one with majority. It does not matter the number of people that are against you, but if God is for you, I mean, you are you can be rest assured. You can be rest assured, irrespective of your position. You can be rest assured that victory lies ahead. Victory is certain for you. You said, but if it is from God, you will not be able to stop this man. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. That means anyone who is fighting against you for, for standing with God or for standing for the cause of Christ is only trifling or, or trying to waste his own life because no one fights with God and win. So this was the admonishment Gamaliel gave to them. And because of that, they feared for their lives. They feared for their own homes. Now remember what happened to Miriam and Aaron when they when they rebelled against Moses. Okay, because Moses was with God. God stood up for Moses and said that they're not afraid of his servant Moses, that he appeared to everyone and he speaks to them in dreams. But he speaks to Moses face to face. It was God who fought for Moses. That at a point Moses had to plead for them. That's what it means to stand with God. Okay, because anyone who fights against you, just no matter the opposition, how strong it might be, that opposition will fall down like a pack or like a pack of cards. Okay, or like a pack of cards. Okay, so we must understand that. So, verse 40 says, His speech persuaded them, they called the apostles in and had them flogged. Take note of that, they flogged them. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Verse 41 says, The apostle left the son Andrew, rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering. Or counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Okay? Day after day in the temple court, and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Now, verse 41 revealed to us certain things that we must take note of that in spite of them being flogged, okay, they were glad, they rejoiced. I mean, they were so joyful. Why? Because they were flogged for, for the sake of Christ, okay? They didn't go back. They didn't go back. They didn't look back. They didn't go back from Christ. Okay, they didn't say because ah, there's nothing to eat today, we are going back. Oh, they didn't say because ah, God didn't provide for me today, we are going back. They didn't say ah, because God didn't rescue us from being flocked. They didn't go back. Okay, they didn't say we are going back. Okay, you know, it's very easy for us to quote the scriptures that has to do with the three women in the book of Daniel that they said that even if it does not, okay, that... I mean, they won't still bow down. And we say, okay, fine, they were thrown in the fire, but Jesus showed up. But I want to ask you, what if Jesus didn't show up? What will you do? Will you still stand or will you go back? What if in spite of your determination, in spite of your decision not to bow, and you were you were being tortured, you were being deprived of certain opportunities that you know of a surety, you are qualified, this thing belongs to you, what will you do? Will you go back? Will you deny Christ? Okay, will you murmur against God? Okay, will you will you make you draw back? Remember, the word of God says that he that place his hand on the plan, look back, is not fit for the kingdom. The apostles here they were intentional about their Christian life. They were not just following after God, or they were not following after Christ for their own selfish interest. They loved God for who He is. Of course, God rewards every man. He gives every man. He gives. He rewards every man according to the works of His hand. But basically, their love for him was not based on what they could get from God, 
but it was their love was genuine. Was not based on things. Was not based on things. Their love was unconditional towards God. They were flogged and yet rejoiced. And in spite of that, still maintained their stand for righteousness. We saw in that last verse, verse 42 says that day after day in the temple court, that's after they were being flogged, day after day in the temple court and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is Messiah. So many of us have withdrawn. So many of us have drawn back. So many of us are cold and lukewarm. Why? Because of certain privileges that we have been deprived of. So many of us have drawn back. So many of us are cold and lukewarm because we don't have access to certain privileges because we have been deprived of good life in course. We must understand that our there is so much more that lies ahead of us. Jesus Christ endured the cross for the job, the crown that was set before him. Okay? Don't allow physical, temporal things to steal your joy, to take away your salvation. And that's why you must be intentional about your Christian life. Is it things you love or is it me? Jesus Christ asked Peter, and I'm going to stop on this note. Do you love me more than this? This could mean anything. Could you love me more than these things? Could you love me? Do you love me more than this position? Do you love me more than money? Do you love me more than that? Do you love me more than this person, more than this relationship? On what pedestal have you placed me? That's what Jesus Christ is asking. Okay, if this thing didn't come, would you still follow me? I want us to bow down wherever we are and pray to God and say, Father, please help me. In this Christian race, help me not to fall. Help me to love you unconditionally. Help me to love you beyond my capacity. I can't do this on my own. By strength shall no man prevail. Let's say, Father, help me. In the name of Jesus, help me not to fail you. Help me not to fall. In the name of Jesus, help me not to be victim of circumstances. Help me not to be victim of the wicked one. Help me not to be victim of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Okay, so I want to thank you once again for joining me tonight uh, for the online Bible study. Same time next week, 7 p.m. on the Potter Eye Community platform. We'll make available to us Um, and that teaching as God helps us in the name of Jesus. See you next week. God bless you.